the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, fitness, nutrition, and wellness. Now in its 34th year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is David Snow, who is a health expert but not a doctor. And while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their area of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a medical condition that requires treatment, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. Well, since September is Healthy Aging Month, but uh, share a few lines of aging-related quotes with you. Someone said that life is a party. You join it, or <laughs> rather you join in it, or uh, you join in after it started, rather, and you leave before it's finished. That was Elsa Maxwell. Also, Irene Selznick said, I'd like to grow very old as slowly as possible. Oh, I agree with that. And Benjamin Franklin was quoted as saying, some people die at 25, but aren't buried until they're 75. So make sure you're alive while you're here. And uh, finally, the um, there's a quote by artist or the... Uh, Iconic artist Pablo Picasso, who said, it takes a long time to grow young. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know I'm getting old because people are beginning to tell me, hey, I look so young. <laughs> they never said that when I was actually young, right? <laughs> or maybe you've heard, wow, you look good for your age. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whether you're nine years old or 90, we welcome you once again to the healthiest hour on radio. It's the Snowman with you, David Snow, keeping you cool and healthy as we do it each and every week at this time here on the program. And we thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend, which we always hope to make strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. Today on the show, Judith Pearson is my guest. She's the author of Crusade to Heal America, The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker. Now, you may not have heard of the name Mary Lasker, but you obviously have heard of... um, the National Institutes of Health, or what about the American Cancer Society? Well, she is responsible for both those organizations, and we'll delve into some of the other organizations in regard to health and disease and medicine and long life uh, that she was responsible for back uh, not too many years ago. Uh, But uh, we will uh, talk to just Judy, not Judge Judy, but (laughs) Judy uh, Pearson in just a few minutes talking about her new book, which just came out, I believe, four days ago, Crusade to Heal America, her fifth biography on that. All right. Um, in the meantime, though, we have some uh, important news for you to share and also some of our we- regular weekly features. All right. You need more energy, you know, tired of, after that long days of work or um, 
maybe a workout that uh, left you exhausted. Well, people who exercise maybe should not drink energy drinks. According to some experts, loss of fluid from sweating and caffeine can lead to dehydration. Also, energy drinks and alcohol, that's a dangerous match. Since energy drinks are stimulants and alcohol, of course, is a depressant, mixing the two can give the illusion that you're not impaired, but uh, that is not the case. And energy drinks actually do not lower your blood alcohol concentration, which some people think, uh, if you mix it with alcoholic beverages. In fact, the opposite is true. According to research, people who combine alcohol and caffeine drink more and have higher BACs, the blood alcohol content or levels. Also, after the stimulating effects of the uh, energy drink taper off, the depressant effects of the alcohol are still in place, which can cause you know, respiratory issues, vomiting, etc. And finally, the uh, combined dehydrating effects of alcohol or um, energy drinks and alcohol can hinder the body's ability to metabolize alcohol and actually increase the toxicity of it and worsens your hangover the next day. So. Uh, the energy drink or having a cup of coffee with, you know, to try to get to sober up is um, is not the not the thing to do. In fact, uh, quite the opposite. Uh, oh, and one last uh, thing on this um, on this topic is that in one study of people treated with or in the ER for all complications related to energy drinks, more than forty percent of them had consumed the beverages with other alcohol and stimulants, including Adderall and Ritalin. Yikes. And I might add that uh, Coca-Cola's original formula was in a wine base back in the 1800s. Okay. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, news of caffeine, a rising number of patients, among them many young people, are being treated in ER, uh, emergency rooms, for complications related to highly caffeinated energy drinks which can cause anxiety and irregular heartbeats, even heart attacks. And, you know, caffeine can be lethal. I mean, if you take enough of it, if, if you drink 40 cups of coffee or the equivalent of, of that much caffeine, you're dead, basically. Um, and uh, anyway, we'll get off my caffeine soapbox here. <laughs> Moving on in the news, a surprising benefit of reducing salt. Of course, it keeps your blood pressure in check and a healthy range if you limit your sodium intake, but now German investigators uncovered another benefit, can ward off blue moods. Participants in this study who limited their salt intake to five grams, that's about one teaspoon, which is still about twice as much as you actually need. You only need about 2,500 milligrams a day. Um, Had noticeably lower depression symptom scores after 12 weeks. Now, past studies have linked high-sodium diets to poor gut health. And, uh, you know, and the gut uh, produces most of your uh, mood-enhancing hormones. 70% of your serotonin, uh, your feel-good hormone, is produced in the gut. So that's, uh, that's the connection there. All right. Uh, if you uh, devote a lot of time to uh, looking at a screen, here's a study in the Journal of uh, Clinical Biochemistry and Nutrition that finds that for people over 40, six weeks of astaxanthin supplementation may support eye health by reducing the oxidative stress that's caused by prolonged screen time. And it was associated with uh, better visual acuity uh, and uh, details at a distance, etc. So um, if you do 
if you have spent a lot of time in front of a computer screen or TV screen or you know smartphone screen, any kind of screen uh, other than a window screen, <laughs> hopefully you spend more time in front of the window screen because then you're getting fresh air. But anyway, um, you want to supplement your your uh, diet with astaxanthin. Uh, Bioastin is uh, the brand that I take. Uh, that's from Nutrex Hawaii, but uh, there are other brands as well. Okay, <laughs> yeah, try to guess the percentage of people who say they'll suffer through heartburn to eat their favorite foods. In other words, even though they know these foods are bad for their their stomach and digestion, they'll eat them anyway because it's their favorite foods. 63% of you, two, two-thirds of the population, um, has that mindset. Yikes. All right, no wonder we have uh, you know a whole aisle of, of health food stores and pharmacies with uh, antacids and digestive aids and laxatives and everything else. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, we got uh, about five minutes left in news, so let's go to a couple other articles. Oh, here's an interesting article on the bone. Bone. <laughs> yeah, that's a combination of brain and bone. No, it's the bone-brain connection. Thinning bones may be a sign of waning memory. This was a recent study published in Neurology. They found that older adults with low bone density were at a greater risk of being diagnosed with dementia within the next decade. Now, they suspect that declining bone mass is one part of the early dementia process. And it's not quite clear why bones in the brain are connected, but poor nutrition and lack of physical activity could be part of the story. All right, uh, let's see. Elsewhere in the news here. Oh, okay. Let's talk about things that stink, then kill you. Exposure to large quantities of paint fumes have been linked in animal studies to birth defects, cancers, and damage to the central nervous system. Also, according to the World Health Organization, professional painters, if you have that occupation, have an increased risk of getting all different kinds of cancer, in particular lung cancer. And uh, painter's dementia is actually a neurological condition brought on by long-term exposure to paint solvents, uh, namely the VOCs, which occur not only in paints, but carpet, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, the volatile organic compounds, which also can cause um, fertility problems in men, according to researchers at uh, Sheffield University. And inhaling paint fumes can exacerbate asthma and sinusitis. Also experience, uh, you can experience headaches and dizziness as well. Now, let's talk about carpets. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here's something. The, the new carpet smell, you know, when you walk into the carpet stores or... Um, a house with newly installed carpet. That's courtesy of a chemical which can cause eye and breathing problems. Not a good thing. Also, toxic carpet fumes are especially dangerous for infants. And, you know, they're the ones that are crawling on the carpet, getting the closest possible exposure to the fumes or the uh, volatile compounds uh, that are off-gassing or outgassing. Uh, also, people with asthma, migraines, allergies, or other immune-compromised illnesses are more susceptible as well. All right. Okay, let's see. Where else are we going here? Okay, well, yeah, we got some time. Well, last week we talked about some of the—we uh, uh, talked with Ben Lewin, a scientist, about viruses and, um, uh, pan, you know, the pandemic and so on. It's not just viruses and bacteria we have to worry about. What about the fungus among us? This may be a new pandemic. I mean, it's, it hasn't happened— so far to humans and 
history, but our luck may be running out, according to this uh, this new research. Fungal pathogens are more common than you think, and there's a book by Emily Manasson, uh, the uh, title of the book, Blight, Fungi and the Coming Pandemic, and you know, not to alarm you needlessly, but uh, collectively infectious fungi and fungus-like pathogens are really the most devastating disease agents on the planet. They're so powerful. Uh, people don't realize this, but um, I mean, they, it's a two-edged sword too. Without fungi to decompose dead organic matter, for instance, the world would be piled high with the deceased and you know leaves that are, haven't uh, been decomposed and it would be virtually inhabitable, uninhabitable, <laughs> excuse me. Anyway, um, as I mentioned, there's never been a fungal pandemic, but uh, one cause for alarm is the fungicide-resistant fungus called Candida auris, which we've reported on before. It's uh, emerging in hospitals, and, and it's a threat for those with weakened immune systems um, and also other human or uh, fungal pathogens can be a side effect of antibiotics altering the microbiome. So uh, just something to be aware of. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> you know, I always get on down on people drinking coffee because I don't drink it. And, you know, more people uh, rely on fake awake for their energy, which is fake energy. But anyway, um, coffee grounds uh, in this case are beneficial. They make concrete stronger. Concrete can be made stronger by incorporating recycled coffee grounds. In fact, it makes them 29% stronger than conventional concrete blocks. How about that? And uh, your skin biome can help repel mosquitoes. This is interesting. Tests on uh, staphylococci and corneobacterium bacteria found on the skin show that chemicals they release can actually make mosquitoes less likely to land on you. And it might mean we could uh, genetically engineer the bacteria to provide or uh, provide better protection against those nasty mosquitoes. All right, I recently thought up a new game called Guess the Recipe. Let me um, see if my producer can guess the recipe. Okay, okay. Here's the recipe ingredients for those out there in the radio listening audience, as well as my producer. Okay, first ingredient: one cup white flour, three quarters cup refined sugar. Half a cup of safflower or corn oil, tablespoon of salt, and one teaspoon of baking powder. All right, you can can you guess what it is? Recipe ingredients. Okay, guess the recipe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess tortilla. Tortilla. No, no. The recipe that is a perfect recipe for heart disease and cancer and ah. diabetes. You know, and all those ingredients that are in too much too many of our foods. Uh, thank you anyway for playing. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, try to stay away from anything refined or white or, uh, uh, you know, the warm weather oils, safflower and corn oil. Uh, stick with the, uh, well, coconut oil is beneficial, as is uh, avocado oil, macadamia nut oil, and, uh, of course, uh, extra virgin olive oil. All right. Let's go to the fitness file. All right. I was talking about caffeine earlier. Do you consume caffeine before a workout? Well, pre-training coffee can improve your strength and agility as well as lower your perceived effort. But uh, And this is from performance nutritionist Ben Coomer. However, drinking it all day can diminish your caffeine sensitivity. You know, it increases your threshold 
uh, for caffeine. And over time, that negates any performance benefits. So, And it also keeps your body in a constant state of um, fight or flight and wears out your adrenals and uh, increases your stress hormone cortisol. Not a good thing. Uh, a couple of things you can do, though. Uh, one is to switch your brew to green tea. That does pack a caffeine punch, not as much as coffee, but it's also high in the relaxant amino acid L-theanine, which actually reduces cortisol levels but keeps you alert. Uh, also, sweating it out, a tough workout cuts your excess adrenaline. And then uh, if you do use caffeine, make sure you eat enough uh Vitamin C rich uh, fruit such as oranges and you know strawberries, kiwis, papaya, etc. Because vitamin C is depleted, or caffeine rather is depleted, uh, depleting your vitamin C. It also depletes uh, vitamin B one, which is your main energy vitamin. Which you know, ironically, people use caffeine for energy, and then they're destroying their the main uh, vitamin that supports energy. All right, uh, let's go finally to the uh, fitness. I mean, the uh, Funny Bone Pharmacy. Excuse me. All right. Uh, okay, let's uh, have some fitness funnies for you. Some athletic antics. Why was a swimmer not allowed to jump into the pool? She didn't have a diver's license. What did the tennis player say to the judge? The ball is in your court, Your Honor. And uh, where do baseball players get lemonade? Well, that would be from the pitcher, of course. And finally, why did the golfer throw away her socks? Well, she got a hole in one. <clears throat> okay. And, wait, but wait, there's more. <laughs> did you hear about the TV controllers that took a vacation? Yeah, they went to a remote island. All right. Okay, that's it for the Funny Bone Pharmacy. When we come back from this brief break, we'll have more information for your good health. With my guest, Judith Pearson, the author of a new biography, Crusade to Heal America, The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker. And as I mentioned, you may not have heard the name, but you have heard of many of the organizations she helped to found. Back after this with more information for your good health. So stick around. If you want to stay healthy, I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly 50% of all American adults and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost one-third of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. That's not surprising since high blood pressure, or hypertension, is often symptomless. Research studies have shown that a daily dose of aged garlic extract can safely and effectively help to reduce blood pressure, as well as benefiting a number of other cardiovascular risks. And the most researched and highly respected aged garlic extract is Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Odorless and organically grown, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been clinically shown to support healthy blood pressure and cardiovascular health. So along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Kyolic Blood Pressure Health Formula 109 is available at natural health stores nationwide and online. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone. 
making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear Saline Nasal Spray with Xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's XLEAR.com. Welcome back to the show, David Sonia Radio. Here where we help you test positive for good health. My guest in this hour of the program, Judith Pearson. She's the author of Crusade to Heal America, The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker. And as I mentioned, you may not have heard of the name Mary Lasker, but you obviously have heard of the name the National Institutes of Health and the American Cancer Society and other organizations that help with um, reducing disease and improving and uh, extending our lives. And uh, we'd like to welcome Judith Pearson to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Judith. How the health are you? Good morning. I am great, David. Thank you so much. And please, I'm just Judy. Just Judy, not Judge Judy, just Judy. Not Judge Judy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't judge me, and I no, won't no. judge you. Anyway, sure. and by the way, before we get into our discussion on your book, uh, the new book, which just came out, what, four days ago, September 19th, was it? It's That's correct. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, Crusade to Heal America. But uh, I want to ask you first, are you related to, uh, we had these guests on like decades ago, but um, any relation to Dirk and Sandy Pearson? I am not. Oh, okay, they were the really the America's first nationally known anti-aging experts. We had them on back in the nineties. Uh, oh, how and, lovely! Uh, yeah, and I, I think they're still around. And um, they're the good thing about longevity experts. You you just keep interviewing them year after year after year. I mean, I that's, had that's I had, right. I had Jack Lalane on until he was ninety six years old. So uh, uh, you know. <laughs> so anyway, we hope to have you on for many more. Uh, shows if you write many more books, and so you I know this it's is in, this is your fifth biography. Work. Yeah, okay, I'm sure you're working on another one. But uh, tell us uh, first of all, give us a background of who exactly Mary Lasker was, and and as I mentioned, or kind of tease the audience with, uh, she's responsible or partly responsible for some of the biggest medical organizations in our in our country. Uh, but uh, how did it all begin? Mary was very much the product of um, her mother. It was her mother after whom she more or less patterned her life, although she didn't really recognize that until an advanced age. Her mother had arrived in this country at the age of 18 from Ireland all alone and within a decade became the highest paid businesswoman in Chicago. And we're talking the late 1800s here. So, mm. oh. you know, if, even being a businesswoman in Chicago in that era was, was really something. Unheard of, yeah. Was, that's right. She was head of the dressmaking department at Carson Peary Scott. And she was an extremely civil-minded person. She had a big heart. She was interested in beautification and parks and, and flowers. And for all of those reasons, Mary became the woman that 
that she was. Oh, and, and Sarah, the mother, also was very insistent that both of her daughters, Mary had a younger sister, be educated for as, as much education as they desired, and she was pretty insistent that they go to college. So it was a pretty progressive household in which Mary lived, and she used those elements of her childhood and her young womanhood um, to carry them forward into a crusade to heal America. Wow, that is very interesting. Now, um, you know, previous to Mary, um, most, uh, as I understand in your book, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but most medical organizations at the time of of her existence or, uh, you know, her uh, mission in life uh, were not really research-based or uh, prevention-oriented for that matter, but rather they, they were just, you know, running a treatment mill or treatment treadmill, if you will. Uh, That's pretty give, good. Give us, give us a, Can I expand use that on line? that. Yes, yes, of course. You, <laughs> I don't... And there wasn't, it wasn't even a treatment treadmill. It, it was worse than that. Um, it was sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. There were no great ideas. Um, coming forth for research, and actually America lagged horribly behind in medical research. Um, most doctors in the early 19th, or excuse me, early 20th century went to Europe to be trained because oh. France and Germany were so far advanced. America hmm. was horribly behind until Rockefeller um, underwrote the Rockefeller Institute, now Rockefeller University. But still, so the, the self-fulfilling prophecy was there were no ideas being researched, so there was nothing to be done for disease. So since there was nothing to be done, doctors just made up reasons that people were sick. And with cancer, you know, there, it was surely a, de- a death sentence. So doctors just said, oh, you have malignancy, you have a swelling of the abdomen, you have, you know, they made up all kinds of euphemisms for you have cancer and you're going to die. So there was no good news. And so people didn't want to talk about cancer. So therefore, there wasn't money put toward research. And since there wasn't research, everybody was dying. And Mary thought this was ridiculous. The, the the line of the day was, well, it's God's will that he had a heart attack or she's got cancer, and there's nothing we can do to to combat that. Mm. Now, <clears throat> now, excuse me, I, I, as early or as late, rather, as the 1960s, I remember, um, let's see, what was I, uh, I don't know, eight or ten years old, whatever, um, I remember my uncle died of of cancer, and they my my family. I mean, they just whispered that it was like the big C, right? I, I mean, it was, it, 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 you didn't even mention the the C word, the cancer. Um, and by the way, he was, uh, you know, just to I mean, God bless Uncle Joe, but um, he was forty nine. He was he was like you remember uh, James Gandolfini who died a few years ago yeah. at, at age forty nine. Well, my my uh, uncle was a you know, almost a spinning image of him because he was the same age when he died of of, um, of disease, and he he was you know a three hundred plus pound Italian, and he smoked cigars and ate I mean you know ate anything he wanted and everything he wanted and you know on and on and on and you know I mean I loved him and. Yeah, that's that's why he succumbed at such an early age. But um, back then, having said that, it was, uh, you know, we, we were just whispering among our relatives. I remember my mother and father, oh, you know, he, he, oh, had, yeah. he had the C, you know, and they, they didn't even say cancer. I mean, you know, no. 
No, and and actually at that time, this is really going to blow your listeners' minds, at that time, cancer was still believed to be contagious. Every every disease that um, ran rampant through the human race was uh, was contagious. So since cancer was so virulent and so deadly, why would it be contagious as well? So families then worried, well, if Uncle Joe had cancer, did, did, did oh. the kids catch it? Did the family catch it? Right. When Uncle Joe went to people's house houses for dinner, mm-hmm. most likely the um, hostess either served him on a paper plate or threw away the dishes because they were wow. afraid they couldn't scrub them clean enough. Is that and that's right? crazy to think that that was in our lifetimes that that happened. We're not talking the Middle Ages here in the bubonic plague. Yeah, but right, it, right. but because so because of the cancer or the contagion fear, and because there weren't good um, good outcomes, there were rarely good outcomes. Um, it was just not talked about. Cancer conjured up images of people wasting away of pain because again, without treatment and certainly without any kind of uh, medication to assuage the pain. They were in great pain, and um, it just—it was—it was a horrible, horrible um, death sentence. Wow. I might add, though, uh, Judith, that uh, there are—we have discovered since then that there are a few that are, uh, well, uh, for instance, uh, sexually transmitted diseases, uh, you know, it, uh, viruses that cause cancer. That's um, right. And, yeah, and so uh, they're communicable, but not. Not in the sense of, uh, you know, colds and flus, uh, how just being around somebody, you're not going to catch it. So Well, and at that time, we also thought, um, which was sort of the belief that Mary adhered to, we thought that cancer was just one disease, or maybe it had a few distant relatives like, uh, like polio did, but it was primarily something that was just one entity. So... Right. We thought that, she thought, Mary kept saying, there must be a simple pill that a simple doctor can give to a suffering patient. And she said that over and over again. And bless her heart, we now know it's hundreds of diseases. Yes, yes. And, and you're correct. Um, HPV is one that right. is contagious, yeah. but, um, but the rest of them, not so much. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we've discovered over 100 types of cancer since since all the research has been done. Um, Judith, we need to take a bottom-of-the-hour break, and when we come back, I want to ask you many more questions about your new book, Crusade to Heal America. Is, is this our, our first interview or, or the first interview with the book? Um, do we have... Ex- um, ex- you're the, it's the first one I've done with you. There have been some okay. other interviews, but it, you're my first. Is This is the first with you. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we have one of the first. Having the, the, uh, the book was just born four days ago, so uh, it's the birthday of the book, and uh, uh, we uh, wish you success on that book, and we'll tell you how to get it when we come back. But when we come back, I want to ask you, uh, let's fast forward to the present and talk about other influential individuals as well, and I, I want to take uh, the wind out of your sails talking about Mary Lasker, we'll uh, continue talking about her, but, you know, uh, individuals such as Bill Gates or other billionaires or people with money or power that uh, have the potential to do good when it comes to health and disease and uh, lengthening and improving our lives, uh, the, both the quality and the quantity of our lives. Back after this with more information for your good health here on Dr. Health. So don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Back as Dr. Health continues. Do you sometimes suffer from gas, bloating, indigestion, constipation, diarrhea, or irritable bowel syndrome? You need to know about the friendly foursome. 
Master Supplements, the leaders in safe and effective intestinal health products, offer four supplements that may reinvent your intestinal tract. First, there's Theralac, America's fastest-acting medical-strength probiotic. Find out why Theralac's regular customers become, well, regular customers. Just go to theralac.com for more information. Then there's True Fiber, clinically proven to improve regularity as well as lowering cholesterol. True Fiber is also uniquely formulated to stimulate probiotics. Third in the friendly foursome is Enzalase, the strongest enzyme available. With high potencies of 12 different digestive enzymes, Enzalase makes short work of fatty meals and dairy products, as well as normally gas-producing foods such as beans. Finally, there's True Flora, the fastest-acting bio-cleansing probiotic. True Flora is so potent, the recommended dose is only two per week. This is the premier traveler's supplement. Don't go on a trip without taking True Flora. See the friendly foursome of master supplement products at your favorite natural food store. Theralac, True Fiber, Enzalase, and True Flora for the best intestinal health of your life. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior, fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. Snow, snow, snow. That would be me, David Snow on your radio. Make a sound investment in your health by listening to Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine. And I'm here to keep you cool and healthy. And if you're just joining us, Judith Pearson is my guest, the author of the new book, Crusade to Heal America. Judith, how can people get a copy of the book if they want to? It is available at any of their favorite booksellers, whether they be an actual brick and mortar or online. And there's a button on my website uh, on the book's page. Oh, do tell. What's your website? Judith L. Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N dot com. Be sure you add the L. And so there's a button you can click and fill out a little form, and I am happy to sign a book place and send it to you that you can then 
stick inside your copy of the book so you'll have a signed copy. I can't guarantee that it'll increase the value of the book, but at least you'll know it's yours. Hey, in 100 years, you know, if people follow your advice <laughs> and live that long, I mean, it'll be worth something. And, uh, and by the way, it's published by Mayo Clinic Press. Uh, for, Correct. If you uh, look up the publisher. All right, uh, let's talk about... Um, and and I'll get back to Mary Lasker because that's the, the basis of your book, Crusade to Heal America. But other in- influential individuals of our present time, if we fast forward to the present here, uh, Bill Gates comes to mind. You know, with the Bill Gates Foundation of having, uh, you know, trying to eradicate disease in other countries as well as this country and uh, other people with money and power. <laughs> Give us your take on uh, some of these other individuals that. Uh, are you know are kind of along the lines of Mary Lasker in her time, uh, but uh, people in our time that have uh, similar uh, missions in life. Well, one of the things to remember, no matter who you're talking about, um, is that cancer, for example, and many other diseases are diseases of the aging. So as we look for ways to live longer, live better, it's just a fact of life that some of us are are going to get these diseases. So no matter what our good intentions are, no matter how, I'm a perfect example. I exercise every day. I eat right. I don't smoke. um, I do enjoy wine, but I got cancer anyway. And it's just, and I don't have a genetic mutation. It's just sort of a rotten luck of the draw. (laughs) But that aside, I think that Mary also lived in a very unique bubble in at a time that having wealth and having privilege was was somewhat private. We know what Bill Gates is worth for example or Elon Musk or any of the other really really wealthy people. At the time that Mary lived, no one in their right mind would have said, "So, how much are you worth?" That just would have been such bad decorum. Right. And and because of that, Mary also herself liked to play the catalytic agent as she called it. She was always behind the scenes. It's hard to be behind the scenes today. It's social media is such that and and our television channels are such that you're always front and center no matter mm-hmm. how much you wish not to be. Right. It would be it would be great if we could all um do our part regardless, you know, dependent upon what our abilities are financially to help to eradicate diseases, but I would warn people to pay attention to where their money goes. It's it's funny, it's really great that we have national organizations, but with a bigger organization also comes higher administrative fees. Yes, yes. I mm-hmm. myself kind of prefer the local grassroots guys. Same here. Yeah. If it's if it's a little breast cancer organization collecting money to buy wigs for for women, or if it's a lung cancer organization helping provide meals for the for the patients' families, those things are really in some ways, even more valuable. If you've got a lot of money, then give a lot of money to national research. But if your dollars, you watch your dollars like most of us do, mm-hmm. I always say, you know, buy local, give local. Actually, you know, that was one of my questions. You took the words out of my mouth. And uh, <laughs> I, I was going to ask you about organizations that have become such bureaucracies that, uh, you know, 50, 60 percent, 70 percent of their their uh, funds or, or their uh, budget is for administrative costs and salaries of, of you know, the 
higher ups and um, all the all the things other than research and and uh, the things that you're thinking that you're contributing to uh, are not uh, you know the majority of the money is not going to what you want it to go to. So uh, I'm right. glad that you That's addressed right. that because I was going to call you on it, but uh, you, you beat me to it. <laughs> well, and it's actually sort of funny because um, Mary married Albert Lasker, who is known as the father of modern advertising, and he himself was a millionaire many times over. <clears throat> his his wealth actually would have been measured in a billions today. And he said to her when she wanted to you know, give money to create a research organization or give money for research, he said, even our money can't pay for the kind of research that's necessary. But he had been um, the chair of the shipping board many years earlier, and he said, but I know where we can find that kind of money, and it's the federal government. So your dollars are indeed going to research regardless because part of your tax dollars go to fund the National Institutes of Health, thanks to Mary Lasker. And and what was the name of the American Cancer Society before she got involved in it? It was called the American Society for the Control of Cancer. It was a little tiny organization made up solely of doctors. Their annual, in 1940, their annual budget was $50,000, and they spent that money on pamphlets, warning with the warning signs of cancer. It wasn't how to prevent it. It was just, mm. you know, if you have, we all remember those seven warning signs of cancer. And um, to fund their their meetings and their annual drive, it was called the Women's Field Army every April. But th- that's all they raised. They weren't doing any research. When Mary left after giving them a donation, left the office, she said they weren't trying to cure cancer. They just wanted to control it, and they weren't doing a very good job. And then uh, also the National Institutes of Health used to be called the National Institute of Health. How, how did that change uh, over the years? Well, it it was one large facility that did have sort of this little appendage that was working on cancer, but it was still singular until because of the research Mary did and because she started going to listen to congressional hearings long before she got involved, and when she discovered that um, 40% of the men who had volunteered right after uh, Pearl Harbor and just be, you know, when we entered the war, but just at the very beginning of the war, 40% of the enlistee, enlistees were, were rejected because of health reasons. And she said, this is ridiculous. We need to start studying these diseases and have institutes for each one independently. And so there are at least seven institutes that have her fingerprints all over them, and then those institutes were models for the ones that came after. Well, no, unfortunately, even today, I think it's over 40%. I remember reporting on that uh, statistic not too long ago, uh, but uh, it's still a, a high percentage that are kicked out or not accepted because of, of health reasons uh, as far mm-hmm. as uh, people enlisting into the military and uh, so, I mean, maybe we're making progress, but there's a lot a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, right, right. right yeah. Now, what about the American Heart Association? Uh, did she have any anything to do with um, funding that in the early stages? She did, and not the association, but the, the institute. And I chuckled because there was an ad playing just before you welcomed me to the show about stroke. And so 
when in Mary's time in the 1940s, she was born, by the way, in 1899 and lived to 1994. She had a very long and fruitful life. Right. Um, So at the time, heart disease and strokes were separated as being two distinct things. Now pretty much heart disease, a stroke or high blood pressure are types of heart disease. But in Mary's time, cancer, heart attack, and stroke accounted for 75% of all deaths in America, which Mm. is pretty astounding. It really is. And so one of the first institutes that she um, saw into creation was the National Heart and Stroke Institute. And um, actually, it was the heart, lung, and blood. And then they got divided up down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, But that too, both of her parents died of strokes. So that was something that was very close to her heart. And again, it was sort of a will of God kind of a thing. Some of the early, I love research. I'm such a research geek. Oh my gosh, David, that should be my nickname. I never would have guessed it, being that this is your fifth biography, for goodness sake. (laughs) But some of the newspaper articles from an archive uh, database that I accessed, some of the newspaper articles actually talked about how smoking would calm you down and therefore it would oh, lower your blood pressure yeah. and how good that would be. Well, and doctors that, doctors used to be in the ads for the, the magazine ads for right. cigarettes. I mean, That's exactly right, that yeah. it was important for your digestion and for your blood pressure. And they felt that part of the reason people had were more prone to having strokes and heart attacks after meals was because, and this was literally in a newspaper article, was because the conversation at the dinner table was too lively, too exciting, too upsetting. <laughs> oh my that's goodness. why people, not because they were eating gobs of butter and fat. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then you mentioned that, you know, back then 70% of the deaths were uh, because of heart disease, cancer, and strokes. Well, you know, they've been replaced by diabetes and Alzheimer's disease and suicide and other things, uh, unfortunately, right. even though the the uh, numbers or the percentages for heart disease, cancer, and strokes have gone down. Anyway, uh, Judith, we need to take one last break of the hour to keep the lights on here and so I can keep asking you more questions about your new book, Crusade to Heal America. We'll tell you how to get the book again when we come back from this brief break. And uh, if you miss any part of the show, our show is rebroadcast tonight on the station you're listening to right now 12 hours from right now or you can go to the website drhealthradio.com after next wednesday and uh, listen to the podcast uh, or repeat of the show back after this with more information for your good health so stick around if you want to stay healthy although you've heard about superfoods coming from many countries did you know there's one that's grown right here in the u.s that's even more potent than most of those foreign superfoods it's noni the superfood thousands of fans rely on for promoting good joint functions, a healthy immune system, and overall health and energy. It's the brand that sets the benchmark for medicinal and nutritional strength. It's Real Noni, grown in Hawaii on the island of Kauai. That's because Real Noni is 100% organic, raw, and non-fermented. And unlike Noni juice, Real Noni is in the form of a fruit leather, making it 14 times more potent than Noni juice with no added sugar. Plus, it's more convenient and cost-effective. Real Noni is a superfood that has 60 times more antioxidants than blueberries. Experience the healing and nourishing power for yourself by going to realnoni.com, where you can also see their line of popular pain-relieving lotions. That's realnoni.com. 
Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. If you're a big sports fan like me, sometimes the best part about watching a football game are the pre- and post-game shows. Well, it's the same for probiotics. The most important part of probiotics are the prebiotics and postbiotics that come along. Not all probiotics have this superior combination. That's why I only buy Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. You see, prebiotics feed the probiotic colonies in your intestines, and postbiotics are the organic nutrients produced by Dr. O'Hara's three-year fermentation process that become the foundation for long-term colonization of the good bacteria in your body. This is so important. No other probiotic formula has this. As I get older, I want to protect my health the best I can and use only the best supplements that are available. So score a touchdown for your health. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers and online. Don't accept a substitute. Welcome back to the Cure for the Common radio show. It's your weekly dose of verbal vitamins. David Snow on your radio. Thanks so much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend, which we always hope to make strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. If you're just joining us, Judith Pearson's my guest. Crusade to Heal America is her new book out just four days ago. Uh, Judith, how can uh, people get the book once again uh, for our last announcement of the hour? It's available on any website bookseller or any at any brick-and-mortar store that you choose to visit. It's also available as, a, as an e-book and as an audio book. And Mayo Clinic Press did a fabulous job with the cover. It's just, she, we put a real boss babe photo on the cover. <laughs> boss babe, yeah. The remarkable life of Larry, Mary Lasker. And I, I might mention, too, that uh, she slept with the Roosevelt. I mean, she slept in the White House, not with the, <laughs> with the Roosevelt. She, she knew the Roosevelt's, uh, President Roosevelt and the family and, and actually stayed at the White House. I, I, <laughs> she didn't sleep with Roosevelt. <laughs> but anyway, um, she, she was, uh, you know, in the upper echelon of um, connections as far as um, not only the money she had through her husband, Albert Lasker, but also, you know, the connections she had politically and uh, uh, monetarily and, and economically through her, the business connections she had. Now, let's... Uh, she had a, if I could just yeah, uh, jump in, she had a very impressive address book, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can imagine, you know. I, Dr. Dr. Jonas Salk, who uh, yeah. discovered the polio vaccine, said that she lived at the crossroads of science and society, and that's true. And oh. so not only the Roosevelts, but the Trumans were friends. The Johnsons were extremely good friends. The Kennedys. Kennedys, the, yes. She had to work with Richard Nixon to get the National Cancer Act passed with um, beneath a great deal of political intrigue. And throughout it all, the interesting theme is that Republicans and Democrats had to work together because cancer does not discriminate. It yes. doesn't matter who you are. Exactly, if right. you're going to get cancer, you get cancer. Mm-hmm. So, yes, she was. And then, of course, congressmen and senators 
um, with whom she lobbied in order to um, get the bills passed that kept enlarging the NIH. Mm-hmm. National Institutes of Health, yeah. Uh, right. And I, I might mention that you earlier in the show uh, mentioned that uh, both heart disease and cancer especially are diseases of aging, uh, but they're also lifestyle diseases, right? I mean, the, That's right. Yeah, so um, we just want to put that on the map and uh, make sure that people are aware that uh, you can die prematurely from those diseases. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be old to, to succumb to one of the killer diseases. So, uh, right. you know, people need to be aware that uh, what you do every day is going to influence your health more than anything, uh, you know, your daily habits. Um, um, anyway, um, get off my uh, little soapbox there, and uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the, the kind of your mission of writing the book, and that is the the quote that you want people to remember is never doubt what a small group of committed individuals. I'll let you finish the quote. Um, right, it's it's my favorite from uh, the cultural anthropologist Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful. Committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. And that is certainly true with Mary Lasker and with so many other crusades and quests for healthier people. Right, right. Now, uh, and you mentioned earlier, too, just to review, that uh, you like or you prefer to contribute to smaller organizations that have uh, a handle in improving our health, uh, be they um, smaller uh, cancer-related organizations, or uh, did, can you mention any um, that come to mind that uh, you contribute to or would recommend? Well, I spend my I, I go back and forth from Florida to Phoenix. Um, evidently, I like the sun, so I uh, contribute to local breast cancer organizations in both places and survivorship organizations um, because cancer doesn't end when treatment does, and people tend to forget that. And so survivors um, face myriad issues after their cancer diagnoses. So there are a couple here. I'm in Phoenix right now. So there are a couple here in Phoenix that I contribute to. Um, Impact One is one of them. They send boxes of goods to women who need them really around the world, breast cancer survivors. And then also the National Coalition for Cancer Survivorship, which is a larger organization, began as grassroots, but it was the first organization to recognize survivorship and they are national and I their work now is is all in in lobbying to make sure that cancer survivors aren't discriminated against. okay on that note Judah thank you so much the book Crusade to Heal America thanks for being with us thank you so much all right uh, there we go with another edition of the program but join us again next week same time same station for another edition of Dr. Health thanks so much for joining us and remember it's not how long you live it's how you live long Aloha Have a healthy week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.